From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CQ Budget Podcast. I am appropriations reporter Jennifer Shutt, filling in this week for David Lerman. And we are here to talk about taxes, what will and what might not happen after a very interesting week at the White House where staff and even the president didn't really have a concise view of what they want to do with taxes. So let's take a listen to some of those super fun flip-flops. Uh, indexing is something that a lot of people have liked for a long time. I'm not looking at doing indexing, and I haven't been seriously looking at it, but certainly it is an option if I wanted to. I've been thinking about payroll taxes for a long time. We're looking at a tax cut now. We don't need it. We have a strong economy. Again, we're looking at what I call tax cuts 2.0. And joining me to talk about this and break it down and really explain what is a very complicated part of the federal government for us is my colleague, Doug Sword. Welcome. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me here. So can you just give us the basics of why it is that right now the administration and certain lawmakers are talking about possibly doing some type of tax cut? What sort of precipitated all of this and why does it matter? Well, well, August has been a very difficult month in the stock market, um, um, and it was punctuated by an 800-point one-day drive after the uh, after the yield curve inverted. When a yield curve inverts, it means that that uh, you're making more money off of a off of a short-term investment than a long-term one, and and that's just wrong. You, sh- you should get more money for your long-term. And yield, the yield curve has inverted prior to seven previous recessions, I believe. And so that's what really scared members of the Trump administration and certain lawmakers last week, because obviously, in addition to kind of leading the government, the 2020 campaigns are well underway and a recession in the middle of a reelection campaign probably isn't great. No, and there are a lot of things going on. The yield curve inversion was was, was something that, that that appears to have spooked Wall Street, but at the same time, uh, uh, the trade war with China ha- has taken its toll on a, on a very very jumpy market for for over a year now, and also in the uh, in in August, the National Association of Business Economists came out with their their uh, semi annual survey, and thirty eight percent of them are projecting a, a recession for next year. That's actually down from 44% six months ago, but we're a lot closer to 2020 now, so 38% is kind of a scary number to some people. And it seems like President Donald Trump was pretty focused on payroll taxes. He also mentioned indexing capital gains, but it seems like that may have slid into the background a bit more, whereas the idea of addressing payroll taxes seems to be kind of in the forefront, although... There is a certain Republican senator who just wants everyone to stop talking about this. Yes, uh, uh, Senator Charles Grassley, who is uh, the biggest voice in the Senate uh, when it comes to taxes because he is chairman of the Senate uh, Finance Committee, which is the tax writing committee. Uh, he spoke with reporters earlier this week. He was asked about the uh, uh, about the, the talk about tax cuts, and he said people needed to stop talking about tax cuts and interest rate cuts. Were those his exact words? I believe we have some tape on that. And I think right now, these sort of talks about what we might be doing is leading credence to those that say that there's a recession just around the corner. And I don't think there is a recession just around the corner. And I think the more we talk about it, the more we're going to uh, talk ourselves into a recession. So the best thing is to shut up. And if there was going to be any tax policy changes, I would not suggest it for... Social Security and Medicare, 
or the payroll tax because of the condition of uh, of uh, Social Security and Medicare. Uh, why contribute to the uh, problems that already exist in those two entitlement programs? Even if the Trump administration doesn't decide to send a formal tax cut request to Capitol Hill for lawmakers to address this fall or maybe even this winter, depending on what the economy does in the next few months, Mm -hmm. House Democrats have already started looking at this. And there are, I believe, five bills that they have marked up in committee. Can you walk us through what House Democrats are thinking with respect to how they want to change the tax code? Sure. Uh, House Ways and Means Chairman uh, Richard Neal has put out uh, one bill after another, um, uh, calling the, he calls them markers for future negotiating purposes. Now, they tend to include uh, some features that uh, Republicans like, and they have some features that Republicans loathe. Regardless, he has thrown an awful lot of things against the wall in hopes that some of this will be picked up as some tax bill is negotiated down the road. What are the elements that Republicans like in the House Democrats' bills? Where, where are some areas where the, yeah, and, and it also divided Congress could an increase in the uh, child tax, tax credit for children? Well, there, there, there are no single bills that Republicans like. In those, there's, there's a couple that they hate. But uh, for the most part, Neil has, uh, has taken a little from column A, a little from column B, and uh, seeing what's going to happen from there. Uh, first thing was a retirement savings bill, which has some incentives for small businesses to uh, 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 create and offer 401k plans to their employees. Uh, Republicans like that one very much. However, at the last minute, because of uh, progressives in the Democratic caucus, he took out a provision that allows uh, uh, their, their very popular uh, education savings plans. They're called 529 education plans. Uh, there was a provision that would have allowed money, tax-free money from that to be used for homeschool expenses. And progressives didn't like that. There, there were also some private school expenses that could be done. And Republicans kind of went a bit ballistic on that. But then he added in uh, 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 the, the kitty tax fix. The, the, the kitty tax is, is um, uh, the treatment of, of a child's unearned income as a state or, um, or, or um, uh, trust taxes, which means it's taxed at a 41% rate as opposed to a child has low income, probably going to be taxed at a 10% rate. And this seemed like a good idea until they realized that that death benefits from a, a, a parent killed in combat was being taxed at a 41% rate. That didn't go over very well. And uh, it's a very popular fix. That was added to the bill. And despite Republican complaints about the bill, it passed 417 to 3. So do you think that if the economy continues to give some of the indications that it has been giving during August, that Republicans and Democrats might try to get together sometime during late fall or early winter to address something that could potentially boost the economy? Well, uh, the, the the single biggest bill that, that, that Neil has put out there uh, would uh, expand the earned income tax credit for uh, single filers. Uh, and it would um, make the child tax credit fully refundable, which, which helps poor families. And it would increase the child tax credit from 2000 to $3,000 for children under four years of age. Uh, it's about a $150 billion package. Uh, but the thing is that you get the earned income tax credit and the child tax credit on your taxes in mid-February. And that would be a boost in mid-February. So that could potentially be attractive depending on how the economy looks later in the year. Do you think Democrats in the House and Republicans in the Senate would be receptive if later on the Trump administration sends up a request to change payroll taxes? 
uh, again, it was, it was done in 2011, 2012, when, when the economy was very stagnant. Uh, if you remember all, all the Greek fears of, of sovereign debt failure and all that, uh, the economy was not moving at all. It, we would have to be in, in a much worse position, I, I think, to uh, uh, for, for Congress to be to be looking at something like that. Because you have to realize when you when you cut the payroll tax in 2011, the payroll tax 6.2 percent. So you make a thousand dollars, you pay 62 dollars every paycheck into the Social Security Trust Fund. They changed it to 4.2%, which meant you paid $42, you kept $20 per paycheck more. And economy-wide, that came out to about $2 billion a week. And now it'd be like $3 billion a week. It's a nice little instant juicing of the economy. But then does that mean that less money goes into the Social Security Trust Fund? Uh, that's not how they did in 2011, 2012. While the, uh, the general fund made good on every dollar the trust fund lost. Uh, now the fear and and uh, yeah and and Grassley says that um, he doesn't like the payroll tax because of the impact on on two um, uh, already endangered funds, but um, uh, the, the point might be that that um, Congress has a tendency to make permanent tax cuts. And so it's one thing for the general fund to handle a $150 billion hit for one year. It's, it's another thing for them to, ha- to handle it for all time. So it seems like this problem might be a little bit complicated. Yes, taxes are all complicated. I mean, th- th- there's, a, there's, w- there's a package that, that, that's coming out, that's already come out of uh, House Ways and Mains that both Senate Democrats and Republicans uh, really like the tax extender package. It's a, it's a combination of 30 uh, different tax breaks that had expired or are expiring. And um, that will, would probably get a pretty good reception in the Senate if it didn't inc- if it wasn't paid for by 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 rolling back the doubling of the uh, the, the death tax deduction that was in the 2017 bill, which Republicans hate that uh, the uh, rolling that back three years early. Uh, and also another thing that uh, Neil left out of the tax extender package was uh, the tax break for thoroughbred racehorses. Can you imagine who that was named at? Interesting. Um, what state benefits from that? It's Is the same it a state, southern state? It's the same state that would benefit from a tax break that was in there for a one-year extension that Mitch McConnell has an actual bill out to make permanent, which is it's, it's, a, it's a particular tax break for, uh, for, uh, for distillers and think bourbon distillers. So ah, it's bourbon yes. and horses here. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. David Lerman will be back next week. And please subscribe to this podcast on Apple or anywhere you get your podcasts.